One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Jake Cargill may be signing with WWE. People said, Simon, will you talk about this? I said, yes, okay, I will. I've talked about it. In terms of my own thoughts, though, good for Jade Cargill and good for anybody that goes from WWE to AEW or AEW to WWE. I mean, it's fun for the fans. Hopefully, the wrestlers are making a bunch of money. And you know my approach to all of this. As long as they feel all warm and fuzzy in their tum-tums and they are happy pandas, well, I say it's a couple of thumbs up. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller. I'm going to give you my middle name there. I'm not going to, I've decided. You can make it up. Also, I'm just going to choose my own middle name because that's the world we live in. So I shall be Simon Alfonso Miller, which is cool because when you put it all together, I can be Sam. Show's getting worse, isn't it? We're running out of ideas. We have been doing it around about eight years. Let's up those doubts. As we were also in Cincinnati for this evening's Dynamite, who came out first? It was the hometown hero, John Moxley. And I am pleased to tell you at this point he wasn't bleeding, and his opponent for the evening, and challenging for the international title, was none other than Big Bill. Plus, he was accompanied by Ricky Starks. This is the first time they've been on Dynamite ages, and I much prefer this. Let's take Collision, let's take Rampage, let's take Dynamite, and just smash them all together. I mean, who doesn't like Smash? We also treated this as we should have done because Moxie was all like, oh, he's like a tree. I've got to cut him down to size. Whereas Bill was like, that's right, I am like a tree. So he just smacked Jonathan around because I'm a dark and very weird person. I laughed. Escalibur on commentary was then also telling us that John Moxie and Big Bill used to be roommates. I was like, how do you know that masked commentator man? I mean, if you ask Mox for personal information, he's not going to give it to you. So what was Billy Boy doing in the back going, hey, Excalb, come here a second. We used to room together. I mean, how do you even reply to that? Yeah, okay, thanks, bye. Moxie then used Simba the Steel Steps to get a little bit of momentum, but actually Bill got revenge straight away because he hurled John Moxley over on the announce table. And when he appeared again, <laughs> he was bleeding. Who had five minutes? Now, the most sick thing that went down, I do believe this happened during the commercial break, but I watch it on Fight TV, so I get to see everything, is that given red stuff was coming out of Mox's face, Bill took it, he rubbed it on his lips, and I guess because that looked like lipstick, he started acting like Marilyn Monroe and even did the poop to poop dance. Now, look, on the one hand, it was very entertaining and very well, I suppose, instinctive, but on the other... It's the strangest thing that anybody has ever done, ever. Starks was also getting shots in there wherever he could, because that's what a bad guy does, when these guys just went crazy, because we had a cutter, we had a big boot, we had an elbow to the head, and we had penises being whammed. 
Nobody wants a whammed penis. As it was Ricky that had done that too, finally Brian Danielson came out here like, man, you were just a thorn in my side. But Rick was having none of this, because he grabbed Brian and he threw him into Sim with the Steel Steps too. That kind of served as a distraction, because then Big Bill hit the big old choke slam and he got a one-two ooh. And his big plan was, well, why don't I go for it again? Well, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Mox blasted him in the head, he applied the triangle choke, and he got the tap out win. You can't blame Bill for that. His choices were lose or die. I think the big man must have taken a phoenix down instantly, though, because all of a sudden him and Ricky Starks were beating up the Blackpool Combat Club when Claudio Castagnoli came down to rescue them. I was like, oh, look at this. We're tying it all in, and that gets me excited. I'm pretty sure Starks also threw a shoe at one point, so I bet Tony Storm was like, what are you doing? Stop stealing my stuff. Around this time, too, we learned the next week it's going to be Phoenix versus John Moxie for this championship. That makes sense. It ain't 2 plus 2 equals potato. The reason Phoenix didn't get to compete at All In was because of Mox. So I liked all of this. And this international title, man, it feels like such a big deal. Getting it up. Rene Paquette was then here next. And she had gone and found Roderick Strong in the kingdom. And Ronnie was getting ready to take on Samoa Joe later when Adam Cole just walked in. He was like, listen, R, I don't think this is a good idea because you're not thinking about your neck health. As usual, Strong said he didn't need to hear any of this because he has the support of Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, so maybe Adam should go hang out with MJF, his new best friend, because we don't want you here. He also promised to win the World Title Tournament Finals later. And maybe he will, my friends. Maybe he will. He didn't. And then, <laughs> my word. If you did indeed watch Dynamite last week, we all remember that Don Callis and Dekesta were stood in front of a picture that had like a blanket over it. And they said, don't worry, in seven days, we will reveal this to you. And we'll also tell you who our new target's going to be. And not a million years did I expect this. And Tony Schiavone was out doing hosting duties as Don was all like, listen, Takeshita just beat Omega twice in seven days, so he's better than him, and he's better than all of the Japanese legends. So we are now going to start calling him the Alpha Takeshita. Because, you know, Alpha and Omega, you get it. Kaz also tied this in, because he's like, I know that Chris Jericho did that for a while, but he's a fraud. When we turned back to Omega, and we actually said, we have destroyed his body, so now it's time to destroy his heart. I was like, man, you are actually Thanos. None of this was normal, though, because, yes, they then went to this picture, and they went, hoo-ah, and they did the big reveal. And, of course, it was Callis, and it was Takeshita, standing over Ibushi, and they had a sword, and they were about to stab him right in his body. So bring it down. There is the crime counter, I promise you. Even if I made a stick man drawing of somebody stabbing somebody else, the cops are going to come and say, Simon, I'm sorry, you must go to jail. This then got worse because Don was all like, oh man, Kenneth is chilling out at home trying to recover, but we're going to spill his blood all over the place. I was like, oh my gosh, you're actually serial killers. He also caught Omega a cuck before he took the screwdriver and basically stabbed it into this picture. I was like, what did you do that for? I mean, it must have cost you some money, and now you've ruined it. They also mugged off Shivani because of course they did, and you can't say this isn't working. Takeshita does feel like a really big deal now, but that's why we have to make sure we capitalize on it and continue to push him to the moon. I mean, they're right. He has been Kenny Omega twice. Do not flush that down the toilet. I'm giving it up. We were backstage with the BCC after this name of my new television show. Danielson was just so pumped up, though, because he loves when things get out of control, and I totally believed him, when he was like, listen, this is my friend Claudio Castagnoli, and we challenge you, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, to a match on Collision. So 
once again, the Ghostbusters were wrong, we are crossing the stream. Mox was also about to tell Phoenix what an absolute goober he was when the Lucha brother was here, and he was like, man, I'm going to beat you for that title. <laughs> went from nowhere, Eddie Kingston just strolled up to Claudio and went, ha, 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 you only got one week, and then I'm taking that title. Now, that absolutely has to happen, because, of course, Grand Slam is going down in New York. And we were back with Rani Paquette. She was having a hard evening. She had also found Hook, and this was really weird, because before the wonderfully-haired warrior could say anything, Orange Cassidy walked in, was all like, why are you so sad? You still have a title, and I don't. And Hook was like, well, you were a great champion. And the piece of fruit was like, oh, thanks, man. You're a great champion, too. And then Hook just walked off. What? Renee then said to Orange, how are you feeling? He's like, man, I'm so tired. Look, I love both of these guys. And if they do do a feud, that will be perfectly fine. But I kind of feel like Cassidy is on the precipice of something big here. And we should put him in the main event. Probably set him up for a world title run in 2024. That's right. I said it. It had to be said. Which is when we made the right call. For it was a number one contenders match for the AEW World Championship. And it was Nyla Rose taking on Sheeta, taking on Britt Baker, taking on Tony Storm. And given that Tony does have the best new gimmick in all of wrestling right now... She won. Now, interestingly, when Tony came to the ring, she had all the outcast entrance hullabaloo. Suppose that is going to tie in. And I very much enjoyed seeing Nyla Rose back on my television screens, especially because at the start of this, she was like, listen, I am quite literally a beast. It's in my name. I'm going to murder you all. And she did. She then did a dive onto everyone because she knows cut to that breaking news. Thank you, Simon. It is me. I'm angry on the internet about wrestling because I have no real problems and you're not going to believe this. I have just seen a UFO about to kill Earth when they heard that Sheeta had done a dive and they caught off their attack. As we know, if a wrestler doesn't do a dive, the Earth is in grave danger. So Sheeta... Thank you very much. Baker and Storm then kind of teamed up too because they started to double team Nyla, which ended up with her in the corner, when Tone hit the sweet cheek music. Every single time that gets me, it's just so damn violent. We also then got to the face-off between Britt Baker and Sheeta after they had some more miscommunication and thank Flubbins we did that because we've been teasing that match for ages. Well, we should probably do it in the next few weeks. Nyla then flattened Tony Storm with the Beast Bomb and she got the chokeslam onto Britt Baker, so she had this one... But because she hadn't taken out Sheeta, and this was a four-way, she was here and she was like, no, I'm not going to let you do it. She also went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But it didn't work. It didn't work on Raw either. And I started staring off into the abyss because my whole life is a lie. Sheeta was then able to hit the big knee onto Rose when Brett Baker was here, and she hit the curb stop onto Sheeta, which is when Tony Storm, oh, thank goodness, she saved my life, because she hit the most devastating move in all oh, sports entertainment surprise roll-up, and she got the one, two, three. Sheeta was mega pissed after this, because once again, Baker had screwed her over, and we'd already talked about that. And look, seriously, next week at Grand Slam, it is now going to be Tony Storm versus Soraya. And not only will that be the moment the outcast implode properly, but man, we should give the championship back to Tony. I mean, she is so damn good right now, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger. Up. It's also tied in as well because we were back with Paquette, who was interviewing Ruby Soho and Soraya. They're like, man, we're happy for Tony, I suppose. But when she lost that title that first time... She also lost her mind. This is when Sarai just went off on her supposed friend and said, next week, I'm going to leave you with nothing. So there you go. If you have been waiting for the outcast to disband, it's about to happen. I am sorry, Miss Jackson. I have really enjoyed this group, though, and I do think it served its purpose because all these three guys feel even better now. So, yeah, we'll get to next week. Ow. 
We will see. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara are here next. They have a very strange relationship because they're both friends and not friends. I mean, what do you do at Christmas? Now, Jericho had spent his week brushing up on his video editing skills because he had made this amazing package for Sammy Guevara that basically went right back to Dynamite episode one and it's shown how much they've grown together. The absolute best bit though, it's when Chris was actually talking about ups and downs, which of course nothing to do with me. He was just using the saying in the background, in the crowd, somebody held up their sign and give this an up sign. It was absolutely brilliant. I laughed out loud. You are all wonderful people. You make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, and you bet your ass you're getting it up. We were then all like, oh, you silly bean, because Sam was like, oh, Chris, I don't even know the words to Judas still. Deep down, I bet this really hurt Chris Jericho. He's like, man, you've had like seven years. Chris did shrug this off though. And he was like, let me tell you a story about how you got to AEW. Because I saw you perform and instantly I rang Tony Khan. I was like, listen, we are starting this brand new company and we've got to get this guy. He's super duper good. He also said that since then, Guevara has gone from a boy to a man. It's like, Jericho, that's not how age works. Unless you hired him when he was 14 and you definitely didn't. They then kept circumventing the expectations because Sam was all like, well, I'm not going to get angry either. And in fact, you're one of my best friends. I owe so much to you. Chris Jericho, I love you. He also said that Jericho had changed his life, but that's why next week is so important because he didn't come to All Elite Wrestling to be a sidekick. He came to be a Chris Jericho with John Moxley and Brian Danielson and for ordered him to get to the tippity top of the tree. Well, I have to beat you. And he was talking about Jericho. Chris then denied this and said, no, you were brought in to be a main event player. That's why I talked to you and Daniel Garcia a few weeks ago and said, you do have to fly on your own. This all of a sudden became like some kind of bird talking to their duckling. And even then, Jericho doesn't think the time is right because he's not going to win when Sam was like, oh yeah, I'll show you and I will beat you for the one, two, three. And then started talking about age again. And I was like, man, somebody needs to teach them what a kid is because none of this makes any sense. And when they went for the old handshake, Jericho pulled him in. He said, I'm going to hit you harder than I've ever hit anyone. I'm going to rip out your kidneys and I'm going to spit on your liver. He didn't say that. That meant way too much. But he was getting super duper angry. He said he wants the same from Sammy because they will beat the hell out of each other. I was like, man, wrestlers always say this. How do you beat the hell out of each other? Do you have to ring hell and say this is going to happen? I don't know. So I did actually think this was pretty good and it was like a twist on the usual thing we do see. And they said once this is concluded, they'll get back together and they'll go for the tag team titles. So I suppose you could do that or you could not. I mean, they actually are the options. But yeah, I quite like all of this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We were there backstage with MGF and Adam Cole as the doctor told us, well, I'm really sorry, Maxwell Jacob Friedman isn't going to be cleared this evening but he will be fine for Grand Slam, which is very convenient. And because Cole was there, he was like, I'm so sorry this had happened to you, my best friend. Because MGF is excellent. He was like, don't worry about me. I get another week off. Fantastic. He also called Roderick Strong a manipulative wet blanket. That's the best insult. And he turned to Samoa Joe, who wasn't there, but he was imagining he was, and said, I think you're a dog that has lost his bite. I quite like the idea of that. I don't want a dog to bite me. So he was just verbally taking out everybody he could. And he went full on here because he said, listen, Samoa Joe, if you do win this tournament and it is you versus me and me versus you, I promise on my life that I will choke you out. Now, one, that is quite the big promise. But two, it also means if he wins by pinfall, he's going to die. It then turned into one of the best things that Dynamite or AEW or all of wrestling has done in ages. Because given that MGF is facing Samoa Joe, he cut the Scott Steiner TNA promo. It's just getting a massive round of applause. I mean, he had it down word for word. He delivered it brilliantly. And if you go and listen to this, the fans absolutely loved it. This was truly, truly excellent. Freddie Paquette, who was there too, sold it like it was her birthday or something. I don't even know what that means. But you have to go and watch this. And even if you are a brand new fan and you don't know, who cares? You just be like, well, that's a strange thing to say. And the internet is your friend. But this is absolutely getting it up. I thought it was bloody fabo. When Grammar came to AEW Dynamite. Because he was Adam Page versus Brian Cage, who is not a sage, who was once a mage that likes to wear beige. Sorry. These two do have some serious history in AEW, though, and they also have such good chemistry. And bless the commentator team, because they were like, oh, man, this is basically their third big match. And can you believe it? They're both at one-to-one. That's how you do it. We're also tying this into the fact that Cowboy has fallen a little bit recently because it's his first match in seven months on Dynamite. It's like, is that actually true? As I worked it out on my fake computer. And about halfway through this, Swerve Strickland's music played and he just walked out. So as ever, do not forget. That means he was stood behind the curtain going, no, not yet. No, not yet. Right now, hit play. Page and Cage were also throwing each other into Rita the Ring Post and, of course, turning bombs of powers into Hurricane Ranas because that's just what you do. And... I do have to give a shout out to Prince Nana always, who was also here. He was just doing his dance. I tell you, I like people that just do random dances. Given that Swerve just had walked out, though, you know what happened here. Because no wrestler can just handle hearing random music. And poor Adam Page didn't know what was going on. So Brian grabbed him and gave him this 
crazy German suplex. These are Vatitaj. Cage then wanted to fly around too, so he went for a moonsault, so he missed that when they just got their wrestling maneuver book out. And not only were they doing all of them, but they were also doing the reversals until, of course, the cowboy was like, oh, you didn't do your moonsault, so I'll do mine. My word, how he flew. Page also kept going for the buckshot lariat, but because Cage is so massive, he caught him in midair over and over. And at one point, he went for the F5, but the hangman turned that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And when that didn't work, he grabbed Brian, he gave him the dead eye, and he got the one, two, three. And I thought that was fantastic, because if you do have signature moves, sometimes they should win matches. Adam also got on a microphone right away and went, oh, Swerve, as you are here, do you remember when you were like, I'm going to come and take your spot? Well, you are nothing but a dirty liar, because here we are right after that, and you sent somebody else to do your dirty work for you. Paige then also assumed that Swerve didn't have any testicles because his balls must be in Prince Nana's Burger King crown. Like, did he actually say that? Because it's a weird thing to say when Swerve Strickland called him a turd. And because Swerve is just the best, he can say anything and it just works. He also said that Adam must be dumber than the Cincinnati education system if he thinks he's going to fight right now. And incredibly, this got booze. Like, how dare you say our teaching thing is no good when he said, how about we do this at Wrestle Dream in a few weeks? because that's in my hometown. Or his house, which is perfect, and then Strickland was like, but before then, you're gonna have to get through my mogul embassy, which is when Brian Cage had taken the Phoenix down, he was back, he beat up Adam Page, and as Prince Nana was willing his hips again, the young box teleported in from the Starship Enterprise, they kicked his ass, and they made the save. As they should have done, these guys are friends. And so this program between Adam Page and Swerve Strickland is awesome, and we've only been going two weeks, and the true genius of the match is I want them both to win. I don't really think you can do that in professional wrestling. Color me excited. It is getting it up. Freddie Paquette then continued to work her ass off because she was interviewing Daniel Garcia. She was like, oh, what do you think about your former Jericho friends out there? He didn't want to talk about it. Instead, he wanted to talk about the fact that over the last month, he had gone viral four times <laughs> thanks to his dances. That's like, he does make a good point. A lot of people in AEW like to dance. This is one of all the people Don Callis interrupted. And he was like, oh, Daniel Garcia, I think you're brilliant. Garcia cut him off before he actually danced away from the camera. But this Don, he was all like, oh, man, that is money. And he followed him too. I don't know what the plan is here. I don't know whether we should put Danny in another group because we've done that a lot. But whatever we have to do to continue giving him a push is what we should do because he is like an excellent wrestler and an excellent sports entertainer. So mission success. We then learned that on Rampage is going to be Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill for the TBS title. And just switch off for 30 seconds if you don't want spoilers. That's right. Chris does indeed beat Jade in that match. Which kind of makes me think all these rumors are true. And if they are, I have the best pitch about how Cargill should debut in WWE. Because do you remember that Jay Uso recently joined Raw? Because Cody had done a trade, but somebody was going to go to SmackDown. Well, it should be revealed to be Jade Cargill. That is one hell of a debut. We then just had the best match after this because it was Darby Allen, Nick Wayne taking on Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. And essentially, I love these four guys. Now, before we did anything, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus walked out to join commentary. So they too were sat in the back going, nope, not yet. Wait a minute. Right, okay, hit play. Honestly, this made this match even better because I was thinking about it. I think Christian Cage is one of the best wrestlers in any promotion right now. He's on fire. The fans were then trying for Daddy Magic, so I was happy once again. And for a little while, him and Cool Hand Ange were kicking Nick Wayne's ass. Because Jake Hagar and Anna Jay were out there, when Nick was trying to do the warm slap to Darby Allen, 
They just took Derby out because the referee didn't see it, you see. I mean, when does that ever happen? Thankfully for them anyway, during all of this, Wayne took a speed power up and he did hit the hot tag to Derby, who hit the code red for a one 2 oo Then Angelo Parker, he knew the deal and he went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Once again, it didn't work. Nick was then back in and he did the Wayne's World, so Darby did one of his crazy dives when we got to the finish. And this was great, because Nick Wayne and Darby Allen were both on top of Team of the Turnbuckle. Darby Allen went into the ring with a coffin drop. Wayne just went to the outside with a big old dive, and they did this in stereo. They got the one, two, three. They're a pretty damn good tag team. It instantly got even better, though, because Christian got on the microphone. He was like, oh, Nick, I checked out your mum's Instagram recently. And I was very sad to see she didn't have more bikini pics. So I've asked for one. I'm sorry. I don't know how he does this. He says the worst possible stuff. And I laugh every time. He's also mad because people keep talking about the fact that Darby Allen and Sting did win it all in and he lost. But none of this is fair because he wasn't even with his original tag team partner. He also said that while embarrassing, it's not as embarrassing as the Bengals losing to the Browns. So there it is. And given all of this shenanigans next week, Grand Slam, he wants it to be him and Luchasaurus, his real tag team partner, taking on Nick Wayne and Darby Allen. Because I'm a strange guy, I stood up and went, hell yes. That is going to rock. So the truth is, this story is awesome and Christian is getting better each and every week. This is why I want Edge to debut in AEW. Can you imagine him with this kind of creative freedom too? It's going to be off the chain. Up. When we got to our main event, the finals of the World Title Eliminated Tournament, and this rocked as well. Because even though I assumed Samoa Joe was going to win, was I sure? No. No, I wasn't. It also was, of course, the neck breaker Samoa Joe taking on Mr. Neck Health Roderick Strong for a good while here. Joe just murdered this guy. Like, no matter what Roddy tried to do, it didn't work. To the point, he had to go to the outside at one point with the kingdom and just get a bunch of hugs. Strong still got back in there and worked away at Joe's face for a little while. So Samoa just whammed him with a lariat. Which is when he continued with a urinagi, although he scared the shit out of Roderick Strong when he went for the muscle buster. He got out of that and he actually hit Joe with a damn angle slam. That looked pretty good. This was also after Mike Bennett had cast Distraction for 10 MP. And look, it did end with a 1-2-0. I don't think anybody was going to buy that. Because no way was the tournament going to finish that way. This is when Roderick decided the best way to finish off Samoa Joe was with a big old knee. But instead, Joe just killed him once again with the big arm slap thingamajig. He locked on the Kikina clutch basically instantly and blessed this Roderick Strongman. He tapped out right away. I like to think because he knows he's still got a bad neck even though he doesn't. Joe got a microphone after this too was all like, the prophecy has come true and I am going to destroy that kid MJF and I'm going to take everything from him. Everything. And I was like, does that include his bus fare? How's he going to get home? It also means that MJF's going to lose his scarf as well. And as soon as he had left, we got more nonsense here because Adam Cole ran out to see if Roderick Strong was doing okay and instantly Roderick fell to the floor. <laughs> like his neck was broken. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. The medical team must have bought this too because they were here and they put Strong on a stretcher and yeah, they wheeled him out of here. The whole time Roddy was going, Adam, Adam. The kingdom were like, Adam, Adam. They're doing such a guilt trip on this guy. 
very good story. Now, of course, it's not his fault at all, and it is Samoa Joe's, and I think he was offended by this, because he then reappeared, and man, he put the Kikina clutch onto Adam while screaming into the camera, I told you, Jeff, I told you, I'm going to take everything from you, including your best friend. I mean, this was so damn good, a small part of me, this part right here, thinks that Samoa Joe should win the World Championship. I mean it. I don't think it is going to happen, but he's just, well, he's just next level brilliant, isn't he? Somebody give him his flowers. It also meant the Dynamite ended with Samoa Joe standing tall over a deceased Adam Cole. I like this narrative. I like this angle. I like everything about it. And it is getting it up. Before I do leave you today as well, because we were advertising Grand Slam, and we were advertising Collision, and we were advertising Rampage, and we were advertising Wrestle Dream, I thought I would go through all the posters and see how many wrestlers were doing this. Because, you know, they love to scream in these things. So when it comes to Grand Slam, Phoenix is doing it, Claudio is doing it, and Jericho is doing it. On Rampage, Jeff Hardy was doing it. And on Collision, Claudio was doing it again. That is five people. I'm going to keep you up to date with this. Also, please do go into the comments below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW Dynamite. And overall, I am going to give it up because I thought it was a very good episode. And look, I don't care about all these other metrics people are talking about. I think Grand Slam is going to rock. I think Wrestle Dream is going to rock. I think Brian Danielson is the best wrestler ever. Just going to keep saying that for the next year because apparently he is going to be taking on a lesser schedule. We need to enjoy him right now. Also, please do head over to whatculture.com where you can keep up to date with all the latest wrestling news. Follow us on social media. And yeah, just have a terrific day. I appreciate you stopping by for 20 minutes or so to have some fun with me. We'll always have some fun. Doesn't sound very kosher. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.